Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every Friday, we are joined by a representative from one of the fantastic VSOs. Those are veteran service organizations. That veteran service organization that comes in on Friday is the Veterans of Forum Wars. And their director of National Veteran Service and an Iraq War veteran, Ryan Gallucci, is here to go over the decision-ready claims process and clear up some confusion over exactly what the service organizations like the VFW can do for you in regards to those claims. Ryan, first off, thank you for joining us and welcome back to the show as you've actually been here once before. Eric, thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me back. Uh, eager to talk about this and uh, talk about what the VFW can do to help veterans who uh, need to navigate their benefits. So thanks for having me. Before we talk about the decision-ready claims, let's talk about you very briefly. So, Ryan, as I mentioned, an Iraq War veteran. So give us the uh, the brief breakdown of your career, how it ended, and how you transitioned. <laughs> uh, so mine, mine was a little bit unorthodox. So I was, I was in the Army Reserve, uh, going to college, going to the University of Rhode Island. URI, that's where my stepsister went. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Go Rams, go Rams. <laughs> but uh, so, and then... You know, Iraq was kicking off. It was 2003. Uh, my unit got the call to go. Uh, so put in for a leave of absence at the University of Rhode Island, uh, maximum of 12 months. Well, it turned out my deployment was about uh, 15 months beginning to end. Um, not 15 months boots on the ground, mind you. Uh, that didn't come till a few years later for right. some other folks. I, I didn't have to do that. But, uh, well, when I came back, my, uh, my college had disenrolled me, had to reapply. And, uh, well... From there, I didn't really think that was a fair deal. Mm. Now, uh, URI did take care of me in the end, and I'm very proud to have been a URI alum, but realized that they weren't really prepared for what Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, especially those in the reserve, were going to go through. Uh, so that really uh, lit a fire to advocate for veterans. And fast forward here now, what is it, about... Uh, uh, 15 years later, 15 what, years 2002, later. were you saying, or something like uh, that? Well, so, yeah. came back in 2004, so uh, yeah, about 13, 13 years yeah, later. 13, almost 14. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do today, advocating for veterans and accessing the benefits and resources they need. And we're going to talk to Ryan about this email. I'm actually going to read it for you so we can hear it, and then Ryan's going to clear up uh, some things that are involved in this mail. It came out from the Department of Veterans Affairs, went to veterans, I'm honestly not sure if I got it, as I told Ryan, because I have so many email addresses. I'm not even sure which one the VA sends my things to. Uh, I don't recall seeing this, but I don't. I, I can't say that I didn't get it. Well, if you talk to your service officer, they should be able to tell you which email is in there. Yeah, yeah there you there go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the email as written by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Quote, since you last filed a VA disability claim, VA has improved the claim process by launching the Decision Ready Claims DRC program. When you file a DRC, you can get a decision on your claim in 30 days or less by working with an accredited veteran service organization. Your VSO will help you gather and submit all relevant and required evidence so your claim is ready for VA to make a decision when you submit it. You can now file a DRC for the following claim types. 
direct service connection claims, presumptive service connection claims, secondary service connection claims, increased disability claims, dependency and indemnity compensation claims, pre-discharge claims. Don't miss out on this important opportunity to get a faster claim decision. Learn more about the DRC program, including eligibility requirements, what medical evidence you need to submit, and how to find an accredited VSO at, then it gives you the website, Thank you for your service, Veterans Benefits Administration. So <laughs> that's the email in question. And I ask you, Ryan, and this is, of course, we're speaking with the National Veterans Service Director of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. What's the problem that you have with that email? Well, it, interesting. Uh, thanks for reading the text, first of all. Uh, it really popped out to me yesterday. I just had my Gmail open. That's the account that's attached to my uh, to my VA claim. And what what really caught my attention was the subject line. Get a claim decision in 30 days with DRC. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so here's what the decision-ready claims process is. It, it's, it's a voluntary process that if you're working through a veteran service organization like the VFW, an accredited representative, uh, we can help you with development, ordering exams, uh, putting together your evidence. Right. And then at a later date, formally submit a claim that VA can rate uh, fairly quickly. Here's the uh, here's where it gets a little bit confusing. The rating decisions within 30 days, that means after you've put in all of the work with your veteran service officer. There are really two ways to go about this. Uh, my department and I, we did a, a little video that we put up on YouTube. You can see that on the Veterans of Foreign Wars official Facebook page. It's on our YouTube page. Uh, it's on the VFW website, vfw.org slash NVS. Uh, so where we break down what the process actually looks like. Traditionally, when you work with an accredited representative, you'll come in, you'll sit across the desk from our rep, and that day we'll file your claim with Department of Veterans Affairs. When we file that claim, it triggers what's known as duty to assist. So VA has a legal obligation to help you collect any evidence to help prove your claim, uh, then schedule exams to evaluate the extent of any healthcare conditions that you claimed. Mm. Decision-ready claims turns that on its head a little bit. Uh, so when you meet with the veteran service officer, what we're going to file that day is known as an intent-to-file form. This is just a placeholder. It doesn't obligate VA to deliver you any benefits. It doesn't obligate them to issue you a rating decision at any time. What it does is it gives you 365 days to formally file a claim. Okay. So from the time you do that intent to file to the time that you formally file a claim, basically you and your service officer are going to have to do all the work. That means identifying any relevant uh, federal or non-federal records that could help uh, prove whether the health conditions you claimed were resultant from military service, uh, but then also requesting exams from Department of Veterans Affairs, completing those exams and making right. sure they're in VA systems. Uh, this can work for some people. So they piloted the decision-ready claims process over the summer for claims for increase. Right. So say you and I had one of our service-connected conditions. We think it got worse. We want to we get a new evaluation and see where it is today, possibly get a new rating decision. Uh, DRC can work really well for that. You go into your service officer. You file that intent to file. You get a new exam. Submit the formal claim to VA. Boom. Everything's good to go. No later than 30 days later, you'll get a rating decision. That's fine. Uh, but for things that they expanded it to earlier this week, it's, it's, it may not be the best option. In some cases, we would advise you against it. 
Right. Uh, so they said um, direct service connection was one of the options. Yeah. Direct service connection is probably the, the most difficult one to prove, especially if you've been out of the military for a long time. It requires a lot of evidence. Yeah. Uh, and it will, it requires significant development. Uh, what we tell veterans is make sure that you formally file that claim. That means that VA has its duty to assist, will issue you that rating decision. It may take by VA's timelines a little bit longer. Their, their goal is 125 days, about four months. Right. Uh, but within that four months, that includes acquiring any records. That includes any submissions you need to have. Uh, that includes completing your exams. Whether you file a regular claim or whether you fire, file a decision-ready claim, that time still exists. Right. It doesn't just go away. Uh, what they mean when they say rating decisions within 30 days is after you've done all of that development with your service officer, yeah. you formally file a claim, then all VA needs to do is review the record and rate it. That's a much easier process. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I, when people see this email, they might think, oh, okay, from the moment I get, so really the issue is the moment I get to the VSO, you know, go to the VFW service officer, from that day, let's say that's on December 1st, December 31st, I'll have my VA claim ready, man, everything will be all done. Is that the big issue that you think that this email isn't very clear in stating that the 30 days is after dealing with everything at the VSO, right? Spot on. That's exactly the concern. And we've already received calls about that. Yesterday, uh, one of my colleagues received a call from a, a veteran who was very upset. He had received the email, uh, had called his service officer, and his service officer did what we do as professionals, had a very candid conversation and said, look, this program really isn't the best option for you. Uh, you first of all, you have an appeal pending, so it's not the type of claim that they're talking about. Right. And, and secondly, we want to make sure that VA takes every step it's legally obligated to take in adjudicating any claim that you have pending that based on the email that the veteran received that was that was not the right answer va told me you will do this for me va told me i can get a rating decision within 30 days yep so uh, coupled with receiving the email myself yesterday morning and wondering <laughs> what this was about and then the phone calls that we received yesterday really had to set the record straight it's why we did the video why, why i'm i'm happy that I'm able to join you here today to talk about it and and hopefully set the record straight so veterans know veterans know what they're getting into if they choose to go the decision ready claims route. This has been a recurring theme and we're speaking with Ryan Gallucci. Ryan is the National Veterans Service Director at the VFW. It's been a recurring theme with the VA. I mean, I look at we we've, we've we were talking with various people about the VA identity card that was supposed to come out which essentially is nothing more mm -hmm. than being able to prove you're a veteran to get your get your free cup of coffee at uh, at Starbucks or whatever on Veterans Day, that kind of thing. It's not mm -hmm. like an official ID. You can't use it to, to you know, to, I don't know, put down like one of your three forms of identification you need for a, a loan or something like that. And when you looked at the wording of when they sent it out and when they announced it, mm -hmm. if you put that in, it sh you should get it within 60 days. You should get it within 60 days. What does that mean? <laughs> it, are you, I, either I don't, I, I will, or I won't. Should is a, a kind of a, a bit of a cop-out, of course. Then that, that website crashed, so that became kind of a moot <laughs> point. I don't think anybody's getting them in 60 days now. Um, but, but with the VA's 
announcing of programs, it seems, even good programs, good yes. things like this. Exactly. It's the presentation to the veterans. <laughs> oh, like, thank you. <laughs> who's who's doing who's responsible for this? Who why does this keep happening? Is essentially the question. And is there an answer to that, you think? You know, I don't know. I, I've been working in the VSO space for a little more than a decade now, and this is a persistent problem. Uh, we're now in the third presidential administration, so we've had a number of different VA secretaries, different philosophies. But the communication issue seems to be a constant. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is something where we offer VA. You know, we can help you with that. I mean, you and I were veterans. Uh, yeah. Part of our job is to communicate to veterans what these programs mean and how to access them. I think that that's basically your job, uh, and it's it's part of my job as well. Uh, so we can help. But uh, things like this, uh, getting surprised with an email. Uh, to every veteran who has uh, a, a VA rating decision about what VSOs will do for you, and then yeah. guaranteeing a timeline—that that is the one that really that really worries us. Yeah. And the VFW has been at this for for a very 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 long time, and one thing we've learned is that it's dangerous when VA guarantees anything. anything. <laughs> ID cards, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's. It's. I think it's the the best recent example because it's something that's so minor. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's cool. I'd like to have my yeah. veteran's ID card that says, "Yeah, this guy's a veteran. Give him his uh, free sandwich over at Blimpies or wherever." You know, it, that kind of thing. It's not a life or death situation, but it's kind of exemplary of uh, the the issues that the VA has continued to have. And looking at this email, honestly, Ryan. One sentence. That's all that needs to be added in there. If they had just said, you can get a decision on your claim in 30 days or less from the point it is filed with the VA by oh, working. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's like six words, seven words. Is it just a, do they just need a copy editor over there? Is that what it comes down to? <laughs> well, you know, I think it, it comes down to uh, they want to roll out programs aggressively. Right. And I don't blame them. You know, and and to the credit of those working at Veterans Benefits Administration, they want to change the paradigm to help veterans. Yeah. So we saw the Rapid Appeals Modernization Program, appeals reform over the summer. And DRC, the intention really is good. Oh, yeah. And I think if, if we get this right, there are certain components of it that are going to be great for veterans. I really like that a, a veteran service officer in certain cases can request the type of exam that's needed for a claim. Like I mentioned before, if a claim for increase, you know, that makes perfect sense. Take that off VA's plate so it doesn't have to wait in someone's work queue yep. uh, to get done. Because we, at that point, we know what needs to be done. We can do that. Uh, but the sticking point is officially filing that claim action. It, it Really, for the way that we do business, that's a critical interaction. It, it preserves benefits and guarantees that VA has to make a rating decision and take certain steps. Uh, for us, that's, that's the best way to go about it. Um, as as far as the email goes, I also, you know, the subject line, uh, get claim decisions in 30 days. Yeah, it almost uh, sounds like a spam email when you look at the subject well, line. Well, I thought it was <laughs> first. Um, you know, it did, it did go to my primary inbox in Gmail, yeah. so it didn't go to the, the social spam folder, or the spam yeah. folder or anything like that. Uh, but but the wording of it, um, yeah, it... it I don't want veterans to get the wrong impression about this program. Right. And I also want veterans to have candid conversations with their advocates. Yeah. So as I said before, when you've had me in here, we spend up to 80 hours training our representatives to understand VA benefits and how to navigate them. Right. They do this day in and day out. They have very strong relationships with VA. And that's important. I mean, we're, we're partners in this. Yep. Uh, so what I would have preferred is encouraging veterans to have a candid conversation with their advocate. 
we'll be able to tell you whether or not this can work for you. We've all been trained on it. Right. Uh, we know how these systems work, and sometimes it may not be the best option. So to have that conversation, trust your advocate. Uh, that's what we're here for. And it's a big thing, too, and as, as we talked about this with the presentation of it, how things are presented, listen, as you said, I believe that everyone, or at least nearly everyone at the VA, has veterans' best interests in mind. I oh, don't absolutely. think that there are any evil people over at the VA just uh, kind of working their way into the system like, ha now I'll be able to screw the veteran over. I don't think that's happening. I don't think there's uh, many people, if any, in the VA who are like have a bone to pick with the VFW and, and, and the Legion and the rest of the VSOs and want to put them behind the eight ball by putting out something like this. Not I think it's all. something as simple as almost it's almost like they're forgetting to do some of this stuff like they're they're omitting it not intentionally i think they're just like putting out things this way and it can look bad on them in this way and that the vsos mm -hmm. go the heck are you doing man why are you telling people we can do this and then also let's say i'm you know seaman drifty the, the young sailor just got out of the navy and i i get this email and it says hey disability claim in 30 days and i go to a vfw uh, service officer and say hey in 30 days uh, that's great i want to have this done in 30 days and then the service officer says well okay one that's after we file and it's going to take a little bit to get to that point mm -hmm. two this may not be the best way for you to go about things essentially then that puts a bad taste in that veteran's mouth on the VA. Like, well, why did they tell me this if that's not what it actually is? They're not going to look at you guys as being in the wrong. They're going to look at you guys as telling them, like, hey, this is what we can do. This is what it really meant. When the VA originates a message and that message is uh, incomplete in this case, it's not inaccurate. It's incomplete. It doesn't have all the information. Yes. That looks bad on them. And I, the VA doesn't need any more things to make them look bad. Because they're doing such great work. We want the things to, to shine the light on all that stuff and not have to focus on things like an email wording. You know? Well, exactly. And earlier this week, uh, the House Veterans Affairs Committee hosted a hearing on pre-discharge claims programs. So filing claims for, for service members who are getting out of the military pretty right. soon. Uh, had an opportunity to talk about it there. One of the points that I brought up is, uh, you know, some of the business process changes seem to be about the pending workload. So VA always gets knocked on how many claims are awaiting adjudication, how many veterans are waiting for their benefits, how long are they waiting. And uh, DRC, the way it's constructed, looks like it it, it kind of fudges those numbers. Yeah. Uh, so I talked about the 125-day goal before. If, if you file on day one and they do all the development, or DRC where you file after all the development's done, uh, that'll make VA's numbers go down. Uh, 125 days versus 30 days, that's a significant difference. But the problem is that doesn't represent the veteran's experience. The veteran still experienced about two, three, four months, however long it is to do that development, mm -hmm. to file their claim. That time doesn't just magically go away no. for the veteran. And what I said in the hearing is it's time we have an honest conversation about these timelines. And I'm, I'm not casting blame on VA. I'm even casting some of the blame on on organizations like mine. You know, we we for years obsessed over the backlog, how long it takes VA to do rating decisions, but we're not necessarily explaining the process as well as we can. Right. And so that's another one of the reasons why I really appreciate this this hey. opportunity to talk about it. Is, Always a you pleasure. Know, some timelines are, are important to making sure that your claim is done right. Acquiring records, say you don't have your military service records and you need to get yeah. it from the, the National Records Center, guess what? That's not going to 
that's not going to be done in 30 days. No. Uh, and then as far as exams, if you need more than one exam, uh, you know, when those can be scheduled, when you can go to them, uh, again, probably not going to be able to be done within 30 days, especially if you have a job or if you're, if you're a student veteran, you're going to school, you've got class, you've got exams. It may not be the most convenient. So there, are, there is middle ground for this, and I, I think DRC has some potential. Uh, right now, though, it's, it's not a mature program and have to be very careful in how we message that to veterans so that they understand what it actually entails, you know, what you can and can't do in the program and what may or may not be in your best interest. Right. And it's still fairly new. I mean, we're still working out the bugs in it, right? Oh, this functionality launched on Monday. Yeah. So So up until Monday, it was just for claims for increase. Yeah. Uh, So so, (laughs) incredibly new. I mean, we're talking four days now. I mean, it's, it's, when something, when anything is new, use a video game analogy. When a video oh, yeah. game comes out, even a top, you know, whatever, whatever they call it, AAA platform mm-hmm. release or whatever on the Xbox and PlayStation, it's going to need a patch. Oh, you get that home. The first thing it does is say update yeah. required. <laughs> update required, like <laughs> nine gigabytes, nine gigabytes. What did you guys not? Is there a game on this disc? <laughs> what Why they I, put in the box? <laughs> it's just a picture, a picture on a CD, <laughs> and then you have to download it. Um, you know, it's 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 similar to that with any new program, the VAID card. The the, oh, yeah. the GI Bill, the new Forever GI Bill. There's yeah. some issues with that, with the implementation of it, oh, where yeah. some recent veterans getting out. We just talked to AMVETS about it, about the issues that they're having with veterans asking them, like, hey, what's the deal with this? Why is mm-hmm. this uh, not happening exactly? Whenever there's a new program, there are going to be those bumps in the road, those hiccups, and you're going to need a patch in essence. Oh, in exactly. Essence, to use video game terminology. And, uh, you know, again, this is, I think it's, it's a messaging problem. We keep talking about this with the VA. It's a messaging problem, and it's a getting-to-the-point-of-service problem with the VA. The actual service that they're doing and the things that they're doing for people tend to be fantastic. It's letting people know about them accurately and then getting people to their appointments or getting people to what they need to get to, allowing them to get to that point. That's where I think they need the most improvement at the VA. Again, doing fantastic things. A lot of great new programs. The way you're putting out the info, though, and letting people know and implementing them, uh, that's where I think the issues lie. And I, for one, am glad that members of the VSOs like the Veterans of Foreign Wars, which, full disclosure, I'm a proud member of, uh, are out there doing what they do, keeping an eye on stuff like this. Because had I read this email, I'd be like, okay, cool. So now I can just go to the VSO. I can go to the VFW and VFW is going to be able to get me my claim in 30 days. Not necessarily the case. Also program might not be perfect for me. Now, as we finish up here, just a few seconds left, we've been speaking with Ryan Gallucci, director of national veteran service and Iraq war veteran himself in the U S army from the veterans of forum wars. Ryan, if people want to find out more about the service officers, what they provide and the VFW in general, where do they go to do that? Sure. Two places you can go first. Easiest is probably online. www.vfw.org slash NVS. There's a drop down menu just to click on your state. You'll get the contact info for the rep near you. Uh, we also have our reps on military bases, so you can click on the map and find uh, find them if you're a transitioning service member. And then 1-800-VFW-1899. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.